0: Connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, RealNerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account at RealNerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that too, real nerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Do you remember where you were when we elected a Sasquatch president? How about when you learned Ben Franklin was a robot? Or first heard Stalin's mixtape? I'm Zach Powers. I'm Brian Flynn, and we host The Revisionists. Each episode, one person explains real history, and another tells an alternate version. And the winner becomes the truth. We let comics from Denver and around the country run wild through history. It's an in-depth look at history, but with more Babadooks. Check out The Revisionists, available every other Saturday. Wherever you get podcasts and at
1: revisionistpodcast.com.
0: This is Marguerite Bennett, a writer of
2: DC's Bombshells for Real Nerds Podcast.
0: Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2018 and a member of the Denver Podcast Network. We are Denver's premier movie podcast. Every week, the Real Nerds go see a new movie. We podcast our experience of the world. This week, we stayed at home and watched Cult of Chucky. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. We'll review the movie. First, we'll say if you should see it or not, and we'll play the trailer, and then we'll spoil the movie. I'm Ryan. With me is...
1: Brad Dourif. Oh,
0: no, Zach. And... (laughs) Chucky. Work on your Chucky. Go, Brad.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, Chucky. I don't... <laughs> mm, 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 <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's not like me there.
1: It's alarming how good you are at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new and
2: improved. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's you. My favorite uh, Chucky moment is... Um, not in this film, but in the first child's play, is the mom picks up Chucky and She says, "Say something, you son of a bitch!" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'll
2: fucking, fucking kill, kill you."
0: <laughs> <laughs> or are they sitting in the elevator, and he's all like, "Beat to shit." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "God, what? What did they say to him?" No, like, it doesn't look very friendly. And then, like, they they get it, off the elevator. And he's like, "Fuck you!" The elevator. <laughs> the, I
1: noticed because I watched it this week. The elevator door closes. It's it's ADR, <laughs> is it? but it's just that one more extra bit of note to give Chucky his menace. Well,
0: he's Brad Dorff is really good. Like mm-hmm. he. He's a good actor anyways, but...
1: 40 it, years ago, he was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah. But he... Like, it, like him as
0: Chucky is like, he knows that character. Mm-hmm. And he knows how to get into it. I, I, I'm interested. The only bummer on the Blu-rays, they really don't have him on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it which is really fascinating because I, there's some reason I think they're kind of keeping him in the background in this one. To kind of maybe keep the illusion of Chucky alive. Because mm-hmm. they have, like, the... Uh, special features they're kind of cool but they deal with more of like the puppet making and the idea behind it oh by the way if you get the blu-ray watch i see phil weird saying this watch the movie first because the featurettes spoil the movie big time Mm -hmm. um so yeah so we'll be reviewing cult of chucky because it's friday the 13th guys zach what's your favorite friday 13th film
1: friday the 13th no no um probably actually it is a jason movie probably uh, Friday the 13th Part 4. Well, that's or, what I'm, no, the final chapter. That's sorry. what I'm
0: saying is, what's your favorite Friday the 13th movie?
1: Uh, oh, favorite Oh, of all time on that. Um, Yeah, the final chapter.
3: <laughs> Brad? Yep, Part 4, final chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Mine's still Part 6.
1: Um, I do love Part but, 6. But, so,
0: but I, I always have this caveat on it. If I pick the ultimate Jason movie, it'd be Part 4, in so much that it kind of deals with the partying teens, and he's pretty ruthless in that one. I mean, uh, of all... The children Jason's. are actually in danger in that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and all the Jasons, I think, part four. I think he's maybe the most menacing uh, because he he's really unrelenting in that one. Mm-hmm. They have they have a nice balance. They, Joseph Zito, who directed directed another slasher film before that called The Prowler, mm-hmm. uh, with Tom Savini, and that's it, a pretty cool one too. Um, yeah. But in this one, yeah, it's I mean, in, in part four, Jason's pretty hardcore in that one.
1: And you got Corey Feldman, who's a formidable protagonist. Oh no, I agree, I, and I think. Yeah,
0: so I, I love part four. Um, I, I like part six because I think it's the best directed, and I think it's uh, the best scripted one. Um,
1: uh, it's the most classy of them all. Well, yeah, <laughs> in the I, weirdest well, way.
0: Tom McLaughlin. I mean, he's a gothic horror guy, but he's got to start on like the Dick Van Dyke Variety Hour, and
1: mm-hmm. he has a good sense of humor.
0: Yeah, and you know, he he. I love watching him because he he's pretty smart, and when he talks about it, if you see Crystal Lake Memories or any of those features he's on or if you listen to his commentary. He always said, Yeah, he wanted to have fun with the script. They only had one you know, direction is you can't make fun of Jason. Mm-hmm. You can have the kids be funny, but Jason can't be a joke. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why his movie works so well.
1: McLaughlin's still alive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna hear him do an interview of some kind like on a podcast. Like yeah, um he's... like uh like whether it's like Adam Green's or mm-hmm. uh Mick Garris's Mick Garris's is good. Yeah. It'd be
0: mm-hmm. interesting. I he's he's kind of low key though like he he still does TV movies, and he does, like, sitcoms and stuff. He's, he's, he's a low-key guy. Just keeps
1: to himself. Yeah. yeah. That's fair, you
0: know? Yeah. And uh, he almost killed his wife in that movie. Behind the scenes, uh, there's a part in part six where Jason jams a spear through the Volkswagen window. The lady driver is his wife, and the actor playing Jason naturally tracked her when he was jamming the spear through. So if you watch the shot, like, you see the spear follow her and, like, miss her by a couple inches. It's... <laughs>
1: It's got to be a great, like, uh, icebreaker for a fight. Like, did you do the dishes, honey? No, I didn't. Oh, that's funny. It's hurting me the way you almost
3: killed me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, she has a pretty good sense of humor about it. Again, you can watch Crystal Lake Memories, and she talks about it. Or if you... Uh, can you even get the uh, the collection I have anymore? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Is it really expensive, though?
3: Probably.
1: The the big the yeah. 13th collection? Yeah, it's like 119 bucks. <laughs> oh, the,
3: I thought you meant the Crystal Lake Memories.
0: Oh, yeah, no,
1: like the... The tin set? The tin set. Yeah, 119 bucks, and that's the lowest I've seen it. Yeah. Um,
0: That's why you always get things if they're limited edition. I know. Um, Yeah, so Halloween, guys, saw a horror movie. What other horror film? Brad, do you have a favorite horror film?
3: Ooh. uh, Probably. I can't think of it right now, but uh, every every year around Halloween, I pull uh, like a bunch of movies off the mm. shelf and watch the same ones
0: do you so what, what's like your go-to i guess that's a better question
3: so so like the main ones of that of that is like uh it's the first saw friday the 13th part 4 vampire 100d bloodlust mm. um shadow, <laughs> shadow of the vampire um anything that just ha- like sets the mood for halloween sure. yeah so
1: zach um kind of the same with brad i pull what i'm uh getting off the shelf but i got some new stuff from you so I'm actually changing it this year and kind of watching the stuff that you gave me. Mm. Um, but some of them I've already seen before, like you gave me The Wolfman, Bride mm. of Frankenstein, and Invisible Man. So I was watching those on Blu-ray um, like last week. Uh, Strangers and uh, Drag Me to Hell nice. this week, so that'll be fun. Nice. Um, I'm also kind of like – I just signed up for Shudder.com, so I'm kind of like looking at new horror films. Nice. Or more like horror films I wouldn't see on the mm. radar. Like train to Busan, I'm excited for that yeah. one because it sounds like it sounds amazing. It's supposed to be great, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, uh, but a favorite Halloween movie will always be Halloween, hands down. You know, because you know I like to watch crazy bald British men. Wander wander your, your around love a sub- of, is kind of Wander scary. around a suburban town and just yell violent random shit. God damn you, Michael! I met this six-year-old child. Like, oh, okay, buddy. Like, Actually, are my- you from the asylum, or are you from you in the asylum? <laughs> my favorite delivery is part four when he's like, "God damn you," <laughs> and he shoots him. <laughs> I like how he reacts when he sees Jamie with the mask on. Like, no, no,
2: no, no. <laughs>
1: My favorite line, though, in the first Halloween from Pleasance is probably um, like when he's like a Haddonfield's 150 miles away. Now, for God's sakes he can't drive a car. He was doing very well last night. <laughs> <laughs> Someone around here gave him lessons. <laughs> so, but yeah, Halloween mm. for me. And then, like, if I'm really in the mood, like maybe a Nightmare on Elm Street film. Like, maybe Dream Warriors, just to have some fun. So, yeah. What yeah. about you, Ryan? Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> I, I'm such a horror movie fan, but I, on Halloween I do have staples. I was lucky to see Army of Darkness with Bruce Campbell uh, this year, uh, even though it's more of, like, a fun Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know You know, some people will tell me that movie's scary. I've never thought the movie was scary. Um, well, I thought it was like more three. of, like, an adventure <laughs> kind of movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I grew up in the in the 80s so I have an affinity for um slasher films so uh, you know I'll always watch a Friday the 13th it might not be part six but so I mean recently I watched part two I think part two is really good mm. um uh the first one's okay um I'm more of a Jason fan so I kind of like Jason uh, I'm not a
1: Steve Cunningham fan <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sean Cunningham. Sean, Cunningham.
0: Or Sean I Hines. don't mind
1: Sean Cunningham. I, I, I like, Sorry, I was speaking of his lesser brother, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I like his passion. Mm-hmm. Um, He's very clear about yeah. what he does. He's like, yeah, I made some money, made some good money. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: you know, I, I'm more into the fun kind of horror films. I mean, I'll probably watch Saw because uh, we do have Jigsaw coming up at the end of the month. Ah, so excited! So I'll probably watch him, all the Saws. Um, the only th- I, I might get them again on Blu-ray. I got the collection on Blu-ray but it has no special features on it and it's not the unrated cuts, so I'm like, what the fuck?
3: I'd be surprised if they, when they release Jigsaw on DVD, they do, like, a Saw collection.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will, so I'll probably, but I want, I want the unrated ones, I want all the special features, because I do remember, that, that was one of the DVDs that had really cool special features, because, when did the first Saw come out? 2003. 2003. So that's when, like, DVDs were kind of taken off and, um, you know, adding all the cool features. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I watch so many horror films, it's hard for me to zero in, but, like since it's Friday thirteenth, I'll probably watch a Jason movie this week. Um,
1: one I haven't seen in a while. Uh, probably a Dawn of the Dead or Night of Living Dead, something like that. Can I take a guess at the scariest movie you've ever seen? Mm-hmm. Steel Magnolias. Nope. Okay. I mean, uh, uh, okay.
0: You know, if people uh, if people ask me the scariest film, I still think Night of the Living Dead is the scariest film I've ever there seen. You go. Okay. Um, just because it affected me as a child, I- I've told the story thousands of times. But maybe this is someone's first podcast. <laughs> uh, my grandmother took us to Walgreens, and Walgreens just have 99-cent video cassettes. Mm-hmm. And my brother's got, like, Heckle and Jekyll and Mighty Mouse, and I got Night of the Living Dead.
1: I love how each cartoon changes with this story Yeah, you tell
0: so, so I don't remember. I know it's was something like one of those, like, value cartoons, you know what I my mean? My brother
1: would pick up Blondie and Dagwood, yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Casper, I don't know. And uh, I could never watch the end of it. it the end always got me. Uh, yeah. When all the zombies started pouring in, yeah, um, and now you know I appreciate it on so many levels. It's such a great film, indeed. Cool. So uh, we also talk about uh, movie news, Blu-ray releases, and we have a live studio audience today. <laughs> I'm really loud right now. Yeah,
1: who doesn't pay attention to us? I know. <laughs> uh,
0: I know. Like we, so we were having this Chucky party. I'm like, oh, that'll be fun. You know because there's no Friday 13th this year, and I got the Google, like, alert. I'm like, eh, there's no Friday 13th this year. Um, I was like, so I'll do, like, a Chucky Friday 13th, and my wife like, yeah, let's do it, and we're the only ones who watched the movie. Yep. <laughs> and my brother, which shocked me, because my younger brother isn't a big, like, horror movie guy.
1: Which, when we get to the review, something he said during the watching of the movie made me laugh hysterically. <laughs>
3: <laughs> let's just, like, quietly talk about Laura, and then yeah. like, maybe she'll hear it, and then we're yeah. just, like, saying shit.
0: I know. Did you hear all the time? She, like, she would be going... And then, like, Ryan will be driving by me. Oh, I'm driving by be baby. <laughs> her, her voice for me is so douchey.
3: <laughs> Your wife sounds like Trace Parker's douche voice.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm a cab and I drive by my house because it's my job to patrol. And I also got to find a good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm, be be be.
0: <laughs> Anyways, we'll start the show with a segment I like to call What Have You Been Watching?
1: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Brad, what'd you watch this week?
3: Not a lot. Um, I watched the... I know, um, it's only
0: three days since we've done our last one, <laughs> which is weird. Three? Four? Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday?
3: We did it on Tuesday? No, we did Monday. No, did
0: that's Monday. what I mean. So, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, you're right,
3: Wednesday. yeah. Um, I since then, I watched the next episode of Star Trek Discovery.
0: Nice. Is it, get, is it getting better?
3: It's It's getting, like, just kind of tolerable, I guess. Um... <laughs>
0: Do you think it's a a thing where can you watch the episodes again while you have the all access or can you only yeah. watch it once? Yeah,
3: because I, I is it unlimited? Yeah, it's yeah whatever you want to watch something just click do, on it.
0: Do you think it could possibly be that um, if you watch them like bunched together that it would be better instead of taking a break from each one?
3: I actually enjoy like because I'm so used to binge watching things nowadays. Like, going week to week and waiting for the next episode is, is actually kind of refreshing. Um, so, I don't mind it. I, obviously, when it's over, I'll probably try a binge watch of it. Mm. But, like, right now, I'm kind of enjoying the, like, oh, my God, I have to wait another seven yeah, days. To, I think uh,
0: Joss Whedon said something that binge binge watching's ruined TV. Yeah. Well, no way, I think it has. Because you lose the anticipation, you know?
3: Yeah. And it's a harder. Like, when I binge watch, it's hard for me to remember specific moments from episodes. Um, it's
1: kind of like, do I really need to have yeah, access yeah, yeah. to my get? Yeah, I get that. too. Because
3: then just the whole series becomes like ingrained in my head as like a, a general idea.
0: Or something like Twenty Four, it works really well because it's just always a continuous story. Yeah, um,
3: but yeah, especially for ser- yeah serialized stuff, mm-hmm. which Star Trek Discovery, you know, like past Star Trek shows, except for a few seasons, have all been like everything happens within this episode. Um, but uh, yeah, this one's like each episode directly. Yeah. Connects to the next one, um, and this yeah, this one like this annoying character dies uh, like in a stupid way. Um, it's
0: so fitting for the character,
3: yeah. There's a lot of the Starfleet personnel are just like annoying, um, super military types, mm-hmm. and it's like Ronberry's vision was like, don't make Starfleet military. You know, it's like it's supposed to be like this fun science mission and everything. Uh, but uh, Nicholas Meyer is the one who kind of brought that direction to the mm-hmm. franchise with Star Trek Two. Um so uh yeah like they play by the rules so much um and then yeah the character that like really enforces them gets taken out this week and then there's uh something like glossed over her- heroicism like you know th- they save the day in like a really cliche way um mm-hmm. but yeah they're, they're setting more stuff up and we'll see where it goes um I was listening to the Fat man on Batman today, and they were talking about you know the Klingons and how in this series, like they changed the makeup, and this is a prequel to the original series, <laughs> where in the original series they looked more human, and then Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine, they actually in one of the episodes explained how they go from being humans to, well, they kind of explain it as like Worf just says like we don't talk about that transformation, uh, so the fact that they not only Put them in the you know alien makeup, but also even change the look of the alien mm. makeup for like it's so overcomplicated for. Th- yeah, it's obviously they have a huge budget for the show for some reason, but it's it's like you just look at it like that's an odd added expense that they didn't Not need. True. So uh, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm still enjoying that, and then the only th- thing I watched was uh, on Netflix. There's this new series called Big Mouth. It's animated.
0: Yeah, what is that about? <laughs> it keeps on showing up in my like recommended.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's all about going through puberty puberty in high school, uh, and it's really gross. Um, but uh, it's also pretty funny in places. Um, Nick Kroll, uh, John Mulaney, and a bunch of other you know comedians, like popular comedians right now. They're all the voices of all the characters. Uh, Jason Manzukas is one of the characters. I like him. Um, yeah, he's really funny, and but he also kind of plays like a Rafi character mm. in this show. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny, and but like all the episodes deal with like you know popping boners in class and uh, getting your period. Um, so it's like it's awkward to watch, like real boner. <laughs> boner. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's all I got. Yeah,
1: Zach uh not a lot actually the whole week other than like maybe listening to the dead authors podcast was chucky centric so i went through the entire child's play series up to Cult to chucky um i'll just give brief snippets for child's Please play do. one great <laughs> child's Play one great expertly directed by tom holland um he's whoa, a good director. tom holland yeah, he is a good. He is a good director. I've heard he's just an asshole in person.
3: But yeah. yep. he must have directed that when was like one year old. No,
1: <laughs> no, not Spider hawk oh, There's another Tom. <laughs> hawk, believe it or not. Oh, speaking of which, here <laughs>
3: top ten list. Way to
0: blow like your load soon. <laughs> and two, no Spider Man. Your list is garbage.
1: Mm, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, in my defense, it's the number one Spider Man
3: movie in my heart nope All doesn't right. matter are All you right. trying to get people not to listen to the film explosion episode this year yes <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like they listen to his shit anyways yeah. <laughs> where'd he put nice
1: guys last year number f- seven yeah no one cares <laughs> um about your list exactly so 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 it shouldn't matter to you <laughs> <laughs> it does that spider-man's not on it anyways um anyway so child's, <laughs> play, one, child's play one directed by not spider-man holland <laughs> <laughs> um uh is good um Brad Dourif's only human appearance that I can think of in the series yeah. after watching it the whole way through. And, like, again, Does Academy... he play Charles? Yeah, yeah like so right? Yeah, gets so got the,
0: down. Yeah, the opening five minutes is him getting killed,
1: right? Yeah, okay. and doing the voodoo curse, which...
0: Yeah, I forgot there's lots of voodoo in the first one.
1: Yeah, and Don Mancini's right. The voodoo's kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and very, like, kind of racist, but... It's what it is. It was the it was the eighties. Nobody because doesn't
0: Chucky kill like a voodoo guy <laughs> in a, like a projects or something?
1: Yeah, in the projects. Yeah, that's right. Oh, this was a scene in the first one that kind of like toyed with me a little bit. Remember when he has to break out of his like uh, preschool or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and he, they so, show him going down the train. Which okay, whatever. A kid takes the train. Then the kids taking the Chucky doll through like Hobo Junction Valley <laughs> and like every like the seediest people you can imagine. I'm like. Dude, like you try to sh- try shooting this today, see what rating you get. <laughs> yeah, um, and then also apparently all homeless people like to rape, so you know, I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. I don't meet many <laughs> else homeless got people. What you time to do? Yeah, no. I guess so. Um, but anyway, so play harmonica.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Carrie hobos>. <laughs> um Yes.
1: So anyway, first one's good. Two and three, uh, they're okay.
0: Two is two's the military school, or is that three?
1: Three's the military school. That's right. Because two is where he's with the Foster family. That's right. Because we Two's um, pretty good. Yeah, it's, I mean they're they're okay. I mean like it's it's strange because like the first one works because the gimmick of the doll killer, like it 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 doesn't like it doesn't like draw attention to itself too much. Mm-hmm. The second and the third don't either, but like the 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 novelty kind of wears yeah. out for me a little bit. But then we get the Bride of Chucky. And watching that again, I hadn't watched that in ten years. That movie's really brilliant. Like it's Don Mancini obviously gets a lot more control over the script this time, and he's able. He's clear. He's a fan of James Whale because this this whole movie's a big homage, obviously, to Bride of Frankenstein.
0: Well, yeah, and they got the right run of you and um, directing it
1: got the right tone. Got the right tone. Bride with the white hair, and then he would would go on to do Freddy vs Jason where he sees the humor in all of this. Maybe that's one I'll watch this year. As <laughs> seen Freddy vs Jason. Oh yeah, in a while. that's
3: that's part of my rotation too. Yeah, yeah, but
1: um the humor's really good. The dialogue's funny. Like the interactions between Duraffin and Jennifer Tilly are great. Mhm. Um the uh and the the probably the second best Katherine Heigl movie ever made, um only surpassed by Knocked Up. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> yeah. I'm calling you I out, Katherine. I don't make movies anymore <laughs> cuz no one wants you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, <laughs> Um, then I moved on to Seed of Chucky. Um, it's bizarre. It's it's better than I remember, but I think it's because Hollywood's gone through some weird shit the past week. Mm. And so, like, watching this, I'm like, wow, like, this... this. This movie's a lot more relevant than it was 10 years ago. <laughs> um, it's like it's a parody of Hollywood. Yeah. Like, it, it really taps into the whole show business angle. The horror elements like ancillary at that point. Yeah, I John, agree. John Waters gets his face melted off in the movie. Yeah. Um, and Billy Boyd's actually really like, – he gives a good voice performance no, in the film. It's just weird. And like I love like the whole like attitude he has at the end. Goes, How do you like me now, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's – it's, it's transgressive. It's John Waters' humor, it's, so it's fitting that John Waters is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then I rewatched Curse of Chucky, um, and I, I still think it's uh, other than Child's Play one and maybe Bride of Chucky, it's my favorite Chucky movie because yeah, it's, I think it's
0: I think it's really smartly made.
1: It's a return to the to the haunted house thriller in a yeah, way. I
0: think so too. I, I said that when I watched it first time. It's definitely a haunted house
1: movie mm-hmm.
0: where, and I think the actual limited scope and budget really benefited the movie. Yeah.
1: Cause you're, you're, you have more time to really get to know the characters in the same way that I did with the first child's play. Um, cause I like, I mean, I love Bride of Chucky for different reasons, but like you don't really learn too much about Tiffany other than she had a thing for Charles Lee Ray, you know, yeah. like, so like it, her character, however much they've expanded it over the, the, the preceding films when she's first introduced, she's pretty hollow. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, um, uh, yeah, so Curse of Chucky, really good. Um, I still love that that post credit sequence. I think it's great. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to talk a little bit more about it later. Um, and, honestly, the only other thing I saw this week was I rewatched Lost Souls because um, I thought I was going to go to see Hardware at the Alamo, um, which is a, a film by Richard Stanley. So I rewatched the documentary on Richard Stanley's failed attempt at Island of Dr. Moreau, which ended up being directed by John Frankenheimer and uh, starring Marlon Brando and Val Batman-Kilmer.
2: I want you to make an
0: animal like a human. <laughs> That's a pretty good Marlon Brando. It's, but it's
1: not, bad. I, not bad.
3: I just played the clip from the movie. I know. <laughs> so that wasn't you.
1: Um, You, um... I'm gonna ask Batman to help me. I'm, I'm, so <laughs> I'm, I think, like, if you can get access to the doc, Ryan, I'd watch it. Yeah, for sure. Because, like... And like shit, try shutter for thirty days free you'll get access to it, but the what Stanley wanted to do with it I don't know if it's like it it reminds me of a Herschel Gordon Lewis film hmm. in the sense like the makeup would have been extremely elaborate, like the the blood would have been like by the gallon full, and like the influence would have been extremely like rough hmm. around the edges like. It's probably a good idea that he didn't do it because Newline would have like been indicted with so much shit over it. But it sucks that we didn't get to see what he could have done with it. Uh, I, it's a it's a telling tale about like how an independent filmmaker kind of rises and falls very dramatically. So he did two like low budget films and then they, they, they got him onto this project and it just collapsed. He ended up returning to England doing like. A series of short films that like have a connection, like a minimal connection between each mm. other, and like studying pagan rituals. So you know, we each have our own thing. Yeah, hey. I just I just chose to like podcast. So <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's all I watched this week. Sorry, I
0: yeah <laughs> uh, I didn't see too much either. I I watched Bram Stoker's Dracula. I got the <laughs> I got the Supreme uh, Cinema. Sony one, mm-hmm. I didn't get. I couldn't find the digit book, but I found like they re-released get it. The four K one, I got it a while ago. Oh. Um, I couldn't find the digit book, so I just got like the standard release. It's still the same disc, just didn't have the book in it. Um, and that movie has lots of substance to it. Um, I think Gary Oldman's really great in it. I, Anthony Hopkins' performance co- fades in and out for me. Um, and, you know, it's hard for me to buy Keanu Reeves as an English guy. Like, whoa, Dracula. I just, it's, I don't know. It just, it doesn't feel right. And not that he's bad in it, but I mean, so the, cost, trying. <laughs> the, the costumes are amazing. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I think Gary Oldman's a great Dracula. It it takes the, uh, the romanticism of Dracula and like ups it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I prefer my vampires a little more cold-blooded. And I mean it, it, this movie's pretty faithful to the the novel though, pretty faithful. Yeah. Uh and it, actually if you want to ask me what I think the most faithful no- uh adaptation to Bram Stoker's Dracula is, it's Dracula Dead and Loving It. But, you know, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not even joking because it's that one it hits it pretty much beat for beat Yep. with just, you know, goofy <laughs> um, you know, Mel Brooks in it.
1: I just love in the very end of the film after they've killed Dracula <laughs> Mel Brooks has been having this ongoing bit with him where they're, like, throwing nasty insults into each other in Yiddish. Yeah. And he throws the last one before the credits rolled black. <laughs> it
0: has one of my favorite Leslie Nielsen bits where uh, Leslie Nielsen plays Van Helsing. No, he plays Dracula. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, But does he believe? No, uh, no Mel, Mel Brooks. Plays. Mel Brooks. So he's like, she will turn into a vampire. <laughs> what? vampire. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's brilliant. Um, but anyways, yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula, beautifully shot. It uh, has some really cool little moments in it. Again, it it's, tries to be an arty Dracula film, which you know it works.
1: Yeah, it's, it's Coppola. He, yeah, he he's a good director. It's just that not all the elements always mix for him.
0: No, but I mean, I think I think it was the right movie at the right time for a horror film. I, I, I agree, um, and it looks great. I mean, the the they re it in and it, they kept the grain so it still looks like film so it looks really good. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's fun. I got the 4K of Baby Driver. Yeah. And Baby Driver is an awesome movie. I Banana.
1: <laughs>
0: watching it again, it, it goes by so fast. I, I don't... I want to say it's only an hour and 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: But it goes by so fast. And, you know, there's so many moments. And I love uh, Lily James. I you know, she's makes me... Like she makes my heart spoon because she's just so lovable.
3: She gives you a boner.
0: <laughs> she does um,
1: boner driver.
0: She's. I mean, she's good at that. She's great in Pride Prejudice and Zombies. Mm-hmm. You know, for a movie that's that silly. But uh, Baby Driver, the soundtrack is so great. Uh, all the all the actors are on top of their game in that.
1: I still maintain Kevin Spacey should get a Best Supporting Actor nod for this film.
0: What What I loved about his character turn spoils, um, one, two, three is it plays on the fact that he shows up and you don't think he's going to help baby, but then he realizes how much he actually cares about baby. And he's, and he's like, all right, I'll help you. You got to get out of town, you know? And it kind of has that like gangster Mm -hmm. feel where you, you expect him to, you know, hold him hostage. And I guess the cliched was someone else would like, maybe Lily James's character, uh, Deborah would shoot him or something like that. They would have
1: drawn it out unnecessarily. Yeah.
0: And where he's like, all right, I'll help you.
1: This because, this film manages to get to its point very well, almost like it was homaging early gangster films. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm just being snarky Yeah, but,
0: I mean, the the driving in it's so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, watching the behind-the-scenes and how they did some of the maneuvers in the car <laughs> is great. Um, so, I, yeah, I really enjoyed watching it. I'm, I think I'm going to watch it again with the commentary tonight because mm-hmm. uh, I think Edgar Wright's really fun to listen to. You know, the one thing, I didn't see it on here. One of my favorite special features is on Shaun of the Dead where him and Simon Pegg go through how they came up with the idea on an easel board, and they just, like, draw it out. It's pretty fun. Um, so, yeah, get Baby Driver. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing I watched is a horror film I meant to see when it came out, and I miss it. It's uh, It comes at night. Um, and it's basically a survivalist movie. I don't even... Re- I, it has horrific elements, but I don't know if i call it straight-up horror. It's more of a thriller. That's what I've heard. So, in it, uh, a family is living in some post apocalyptic thing where a plague is overtaking the United States and Joel Egerton and his wife I don't know her name and their son uh his Travis are there and the the opening is pretty powerful where they it, they're not much is said but their grandfather is in infi- inflicted with this disease and so they take him out and they shoot him in the head and light him on fire um the movie is really short too i think it's like an hour and 25 minutes um so it's a really slow burn but it's one of those movies where there's tension throughout the film every conversation people have every action they make builds on this tension um if you want to see it i won't spoil it but uh there's another family that eventually comes and lives with them and you think joel egerton would be you know the main character in it because he gets top billing but actually follows their son travis around and he's a I don't I forget his name, but he's a seventeen year old kid and he's really good in it mm. um and he's haunted by what happened to his grandfather, what's going on in the world uh They have great scenes of paranoia uh there's not very much violence in it there is some, but it, it's more implied
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so it kind of lets your mind wander what's happening
1: It's classy
0: yeah mm-hmm. so i I would say though the title's misleading. Because when you hear it comes at night, you think of like a monster or something. There's no monster in this film.
2: Okay,
0: um, it's more of paranoia and people dealing with this plague.
1: The real monster is humanity.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, there's no zombies. There's nothing like that. So, uh, but it's really well acted, really well shot. the The final shot is really subtle but really great. Um, so, if you're at all interested, I would recommend checking it out. Uh, if you want to borrow it, you can borrow it. Okay, um, yeah. I'll totally check it out because it's like I said you don't have to rush out and see it but it's one of those movies that I got because it's cheaper for me to buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray for 12.99 than it's for me and my wife to go watch it at a place cuz that ended up costing me like 50 60
1: bucks. Yeah. So that I'm like and I'll watch it again and I mean it's whereas you could pay 20 bucks for the movie and make yourself a cup of ramen noodle soup. Ex- exactly, <laughs> a cup of noodles.
0: <laughs> see I didn't watch too much I you know and then I watched some more of Porky Pig. Um, oh, I, so did I. I uh, yeah, I'm so, not finished yet. So. I'm not either. But I, I like that every time I tweet about it, uh, Fris Freelings, like, family, like, likes my stuff. <laughs> so, um, but what's really cool is you can, as I'm almost done with disc three, I think it is, mm-hmm. m- yeah, is you can start seeing the evolution it, turning into Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, because at the beginning, the, they're pretty funny. Um I forget. I think it's towards the end of disc one is when I was the first time I was like, oh, this is a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's Porky Pig with the blacksmith. Mm -hmm. And he like accidentally grabs a rubber horseshoe. And so he hits the horseshoe and it bounces back and the mallet hits him in the head. Mm -hmm. He does this twice and then he thinks he's smart. So he puts a bucket on his head Mm -hmm. and then he he hits the horseshoe and it doesn't do anything. The mallet. So he takes a bucket off his head. Then it hits him in the head. Stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's that's Looney Tunes. It. Right well, they were there. still
1: bound by, like, not necessarily let's copy Disney, but the rubber animation, mm-hmm. like the rubber hose, arms and legs and stuff. Like, they're bound by, like, that certain set of yeah. rules. We, he started breaking free, too, because he... Again, Fr- Tex Avery coming in helped a lot.
0: He's, <laughs> he's bouncing back and forth between being a kid and being an adult. And then there's, was there, like, uh, five or six straight shorts where he's a farmer with his dad? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Maybe three or four, but like it's basically they 're on a farm, and that was a funny one where they get like pills and like it 's a rain pill and a lightning pill mm-hmm. um but so there's like uh four or five in a row where he's a like a his father's a farmer and he 's like his son, but then he slowly starts breaking out and becoming like a really big star yeah uh, well, and you
1: and you try everything you can with any character you 've got. But you see the
0: versatility in that character
2: mm-hmm.
0: where they aren't sure what he is yet. And, I mean, it happened with Mickey. If you watch Mickey, too, he has a hard time establishing what he is, too. Um, and the cartoons are still great. But it's really cool to see these in chronological order where you can see him starting to evolve as a character and as a character design. And start being really funny and uh, just just being a great... It's a Porky Pig 101 is maybe one of my most favorite DVDs I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Just because I love it's chronological, I love that I can watch Looney
1: Tunes. It just makes me happy. Yeah. You know? Leonard Maltin's article on it was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I liked re- how he was just like, Now I know some of you are saying that not everything looks so restored. Are you kidding me? Yeah. and Like, he brought up every point that I thought when I bought this thing where I'm like, we're lucky to have this, people.
0: <laughs> no, and some of the cartoons look amazing. Some mm-hmm. of them are a little rough, but I don't care.
1: I haven't watched... Um, I- Wait, no wait, no, I did. I had the old glory one um uh the the uncle Sam one hmm which is the only other color one on the set. yeah, and that looks amazing on h- on the h d t v and it's still just a DVD v d disc yeah yeah it, yeah. Uh, it so, only upconverts it so much, you know yeah, but
0: at the same time, I mean how those movies made, so yeah, uh pick up Porky pig one o one please yeah. I mean if you have any interest in because I want to see a daffy duck one o one, I want to see a bugs bunny one oh one, and that might unfortunately be the only ones that have enough cartoons. I always think it's fascinating. People Tweety love it.
1: Tweety Bird maybe. Does he have
0: a hundred though? Celester and Tweety. No but they may have like 50. They'd, I think they'd have to bundle them with them. I yeah. think if they did like a bundle with the lesser known characters but did it chronologically I think it would be great.
1: I want Speedy Gonzalez the omnibus. <laughs> See he's not I think he's in like 20 something. No he's not in that many but it's also do you remember the controversy of like can't put speedy gonzalez cartoons on there I'm like why not and then and then mexican-americans are like uh yeah you can let's put them on so if anything he breaks the stereotype you have of us of us being slow (laughs) yeah
0: Uh, so yeah it's it's great um so if you have any interest please pick it up because i want to see these continue yeah and that's what's great about warner archive is they're made on demand so if enough people demand them then they'll
1: make them more Mm -hmm. uh for everybody um, and that's what I watched. So, everybody, also go buy all the Jack Benny Warner archive DVDs <laughs> so that they can upgrade it to Blu ray.
0: But if they don't, you still got them. That's I, true. Just, I just want copies of them.
1: Yeah, I just. Because th- I think,
0: I mean, I know I teach you about Jack Benny, but that stuff needs to be preserved.
1: Exactly. And plus, when the world ends, who's going to laugh because they have the physical copies and exactly. all the digital files are erased from the servers? Except people
0: get mad about, uh, you know, Marvel's moving from Netflix. I don't care because
1: I, I, I own them. Did you see the new covers for the Blu-rays? Yeah, at it looks Best Buy? great. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And then I looked at the price. I'm like, "It's not cool, Marvel." <laughs> well, I mean, I
0: get them when they come out, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Uh, this is what's coming out on Blu-ray, DVD releases and Blu-rays. This is a fun week.
3: Yeah, it is. Did you pull it up? Are you doing it? I think it's uh, some
1: kind of butterfly man is coming to Blu-ray this week.
3: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, there's a ton of Spider-Man coming out. There is. Um I think
0: that like the Amazon exclusive one looks weird. The like, mask Yeah, thing? the mask one. What, what does it look like? Looks that
1: like the old... 1960s mask.
3: Yeah. It's pretty uh, kind of
1: weird neat. <laughs> so
3: yeah, Spider-Man homecoming in a bunch of different editions. Um Best Buy has a steelbook, Amazon has that mask thing. It's on 4K. It's on Blu-ray.
0: Target has uh, a Blu-ray with an extra disc, which is, it looks like Peter Parker's notebook. Hmm. So I might actually buy it twice because I think the cover, like I'm getting the steel book, which looks cool because it's basically a painted one with him and Iron Man. So it looks cool. But I kind of like the scrapbook notebook style because it looks like it's a high school movie, but it's not on 4K at Target in that, I don't think.
3: Speaking of 4K, um, in one of the shittiest uh, moves of re-releasing Blu-rays that has ever been done, uh, the 4K editions of the Spider-Man collections are also coming out. I know, and so
0: they're so I'm getting at Best Buy too because they have the pop art ones, and it's awesome because on it, like Spider-Man's front and center, but in the background's the Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus, and
3: like ugh, fuckers. Yep, and they're still books too, yep. so that's awesome. 4Ks um, of Serenity and Apollo 13 are coming out And How the Grinch Stole Christmas Batman vs. Two-Face is coming out I'm um, excited
0: Because, you know, I was pleasantly surprised how good Return of the Cape Crusaders was
3: Yeah, and uh, oddly, it's uh, Best Buy that's getting the Steelbook Really? Not uh, Target? Yeah, Target usually gets the animated stuff on Steelbook But no, it's Best Buy this time And I tried to order it, but they'll only ship it to me on Wednesday
0: Yeah, so, Target's weird um, oh, Best Buy. Best so Buy, yeah. Best Buy, so I think I told you, if you wait to the day it releases, wait before it opens. So like what I did with, um, which ones did I just get from there? I forget. Harley so, Quinn? Yeah, so no, it's a Steelbook one. I forget what I got. Um, but anyways, so what I did is I waited till about 8 o'clock in the morning, and when you click on the app, it'll say that it's available at Denver West, and then just hit pick up and store. And then we'll have it ready for you when they open.
3: Yeah, cool. That's all I'll do then. Uh, Samurai Jack, the new season that came out is uh, coming out on Blu-ray. I need to watch it as well as a complete series set. So
1: I'll just get the complete series set then, and then I'll watch that final season and give you all my review.
3: Uh Rodhead, Rodhead Rex Ooh, from I'm getting that one. is that an Arrow? Uh, I think it's Kino. Kino, yep. Has a cool slipcover. Uh, so there's that.
0: Movie's not great, but. It's a cool '80s monster movie, I guess.
3: I not had the trailer. I think it's. It looks like shit, but like it's still. Like, That's it's what I mean. Cool like 80s it's, an, it's like, like an practical 80s effect monster thing, monster
0: yeah. stuff. So I mean, I'm down.
3: It's actually uh, playing at the Esquire at a midnight, so I'm definitely gonna try and see it then. Oh, you should. Um, American Gods season one, I guess, is coming out. Uh, Barry Lyndon on Criterion, and Twin Peaks, Firewalk with Me.
1: So two Criterion's that Ryan will definitely be avoiding or setting on fire.
0: <laughs> so Walk With Me is on um, Criterion? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Which, <laughs> you know what? Criterion is allowed to have whatever taste it wants.
0: No, well, they like David Lynch. I think all his movies are on Criterion.
3: Even his new movie that just came out, they're putting on Criterion. Mm-hmm.
1: The one where it's just him looking into the camera? Yeah. Uh,
3: There's an Alpha, Alfred Hitchcock uh, Ultimate Collection on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, something called Rolling Vengeance, which has a giant monster truck about to roll over these two eighties uh, people. What's
1: included in the Alfred Hitchcock?
3: Uh, it just it doesn't let me click on it. Hang oh, on. Oh, it's
1: a. I think it's just a reissue of um
3: yeah, Universal l- stuff. The cover looks like something like the one that was released before. The um, Universal
1: stuff, yeah. Well, Paramount Universal. Bam.
3: <laughs> Here we go. Psycho, The Birds, Rear yeah. Window, Vertigo, North by North. north the, the, the
0: so ones
1: already have.
3: Yeah. 15. That's all right though. If yeah, you don't own Hitchcock's, it, get it.
1: Hitchcock's masterpiece, North by Nib. Fifteen
3: <laughs> hours of bonus stuff.
0: I mean if you don't if you don't own them, definitely get him. In the uh late thirties to the sixties, Hitchcock was pretty great.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh shit. You know what the best uh Hitchcock movie not directed by Hitchcock was? High Anxiety, starring <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Mel Brooks. <laughs> Everyone says charade, but I'm like, nah. <laughs>
3: so i guess in ios 11 uh if you swipe left or right it tosses the page away yep son of a bitch all right luckily your wi-fi is pretty fast so yeah do, do, do. all right back on track here uh, a bunch of miyazaki movies i guess are getting re-releases nice. spirited away kiki's delivery service totoro Mon- mononoke the Wind um, Rises, starring Ponyo. the beautiful Emily Blunt. Is that on here? I don't see it on here. Ponyo, How's Moving Castle. Sort of the old ones.
0: Probably the most, like, one of some of the most stunning hand-drawn animation was in that uh, movie, The Wind Rises.
3: Yeah. Here's something weird that I haven't heard anything about. There's a Batman-Superman anthology, nine-film Blu-ray set.
0: I think it's just, I think it's Does all it the Supermans. Does include Batman and, v Superman? Well,
3: yeah, it's all the it's all the Tim Burton, Schumacher, and original superman but still it's like gotten no because there's also that superman extended edition coming out mm-hmm. with the like 45 minutes from the tv, TV broadcast uh, put back in it but like
0: it, no fanfare like yeah here it is yep
3: um yeah i, I meant to ask jesse about that because i've never heard of that until now mm-hmm. like no one's mentioned it let's see anything else um there's something called Frank and Shark. Ooh! There's just this girl in a bikini sitting in the water, standing in the water with like one of those fish net, like it's like a tennis racket fish net.
0: But the shark is not really dead; it's alive. It's alive!
3: If it's a Franken shark in it's the like, water, is it like pieces of different sharks put together?
0: <laughs> That'd be sweet. Oh, dude, if they like, like, there's like, a
3: hammer, half hammerhead, half great white, half
0: tiger, so it can blend into the water. <laughs>
1: Mako, so it's fast. Brody alive, Frank and shark dead. <laughs> I would make the ultimate shock hybrid.
0: <laughs> you go on the water, you don't come out.
3: There's a, oh, Mary Riley. There's a Blu-ray release of that. That movie's awful. Is it awful? I don't know. It's Frankenstein related, so.
0: It's like uh, Julia Roberts trying to have an uh, Irish accent. I remember I turned it on and I was, and couldn't even finish it.
3: Uh yeah, so I think that's it for this week. Big week, yeah. Go Spidey. If you're a nerd, you've got a lot of money to spend. Yep. On, on this super. I know, and I have
0: fractured butthole coming out too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tell us more about your fractured butthole coming out.
0: Well, you see, guys, it's <laughs> a new South Park game, and it's key.
3: Yep. And yeah, in the, in the like South a,
0: Park game, I was watching like this behind the scenes. Your fart power lets you jump higher, and as you get stronger, you can fart longer.
3: (laughs) Sweet. Yep. That's it for Blu rays this week. Cool.
0: Real news is a segment we call when we talk about movie news.
2: It's
1: real news. Well, um, I'm just going to avoid all the rapey things, because there was a lot of rapey things this week. Um, on more lighter notes, Giovanni Rubisi will return for all four Avatar sequels, because um, Giovanni Ribisi needs a job. Is he going to
0: live until he's 90? Because that's I, about the pace they're coming out at.
1: You know, I, it doesn't say here if he has the elixir for eternal youth, <laughs> but we will find out soon enough, I guess. Um a little bit of Halloween news coming out. A couple things. First of all, uh, John Carpenter has penned a deal. He is going to do the score for the cool. reboot directed by David Gordon Green and written by Green and Danny McBride. Um, one little piece of trivia that came out this week was that they're not even going to be referencing Halloween 2 for this one. It's just going to be straight up a sequel to Halloween.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. No, I'm, so maybe I'm... I guess they're saying that uh, you know after he shot it... And... <laughs> Fell out. He just went away, and then he's coming back forty years later.
1: Well, it's I, I'm it, I like it because it means we're gonna get rid of this whole sibling angle. <laughs> or does it? I don't know. We'll find no, out.
0: No, because wouldn't she still? She'd still technically be his sister, though, wouldn't she? Unless it's a retcon. Unless it's a retcon. I guess so. I guess because they never said she was until the
1: Halloween two. Yeah. So, um, on a Halloween note, though, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have a lot of time on their hands, so they. Did their version of the Halloween theme for you people this uh, Halloween season. So you can check that out probably on Nine Inch Nails' kooky website. Um, I love them, but they're kooky. Um, Kevin Feige wants a Marvel-only convention like Star Wars Celebration. I'll be there. And I say give it to him because why not? He's done a lot of things to make us all smile. Um, guys, more drama out of the Fast and Furious family, um, as Tyrese shares a video of the rock dissing Tyrese's 2015 album. And
0: when I saw that, wait, Tyrese had an album come out in 2015?
1: I'm gonna, um, wait, Tyrese is a singer, I thought he was a model. He's many things. Tyrese, Mm, you don't know the versatility of the Tyrese. I guess I don't. Um, here's what he said on his Instagram. Hey, it's coming, many (laughs) farms! In my Kanye voice, Black Rose is one of the greatest R&B soul albums of all time. My single, Shame, was number one on Billboard for 16 weeks. My album came in number one on the top 200 real R&B music lovers know this album is in a league of its own. Black Rose hashtag. And apparently the video is, yes, it's Dwayne Johnson just going like, you know, you're not Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) um, When asked for comment, Vin Diesel said, Family. Um so, uh, the Strangers 2 uh we got a first look at it um and we got a new title The Strangers Pray at Night and a new release date announced which I believe P-R-E-Y. is R E Y Yeah P R E Y um and the new release date is next March of 2018 so um yeah uh the photo looks interesting it's uh, a lady and she's in hiding in terror from a lady stranger um and she's um trying to uh scale a fence that's got barbed wire on it so I don't know if this is some kind of prison movie or not but we'll see should be interesting uh, and lastly for uh, Brad news uh John Claude Van uh, John Claude Van Johnson teaser uh, was released and what's amazing is JCVD welds a statue of himself <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> as, sweet as, as presented by Slash Film it looks fun I- I'm excited <laughs> I
3: know did you want to play the trailer Brad. That's- I guess it's just his voiceover. It's up
0: to
2: you. It's a name synonymous with toughness. With reliability. A name that inspires confidence. Respect. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And when
0: you hear it, you know exactly what you're going to get. A grown man doing full frontal splits. Damn. Introducing
2: the all-new Jean-Claude Van Damme. This was a terrible idea. Jean-Claude Van Johnson. Coming soon. Ne me quitte pas. <sighs> Il faut oublier tout. peut s'oublier. Qui s'enfuit déjà. Oubliez le temps. Des malentendus et de temps perdu A savoir comment Oublier ces heures Qui tuaient parfois à coups De pourquoi Le cœur du bonheur ne me, ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas Ne me quitte pas Moi, je t'offrirai
1: I, that was just in case you wanted <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Um, it looks fun. Um, I mean, it's uh, not... Well, it's... you watched
0: the the pilot's really fun.
1: I didn't
3: I, realize it was going to be like a, a Prime-only thing, so I'm glad I have a Prime membership now.
0: I was going to say, I can send you my stuff. You can look
1: at it. Yeah. I don't know. It, for me, it won't beat the damn van, so, you know. Nothing
3: can.
0: Nothing can. That's his cinematic achievement. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: That's, yeah. that's... The rest of the world doesn't know it, but it is his best movie. It's better than Bloodsport.
0: So it's, you know, he's at the summit of Everest in jcvd dv and the rest is just at the foot of him, right buried yeah. in an avalanche that is mediocrity <laughs> brad's movie
2: <laughs>
1: so yeah that's real news
0: fast week this week guys good mm-hmm. this week on real nerds podcast we saw a cult of chucky brad should people see
3: am i fucking going around town what the hell Fuck. man <laughs> uh, I don't want to go around town with you. Aren't we going to the Alamo? Are you sure there's (laughs) cool stuff going around town?
0: Fine. We're going around town with Brad.
3: The Emerging Filmmakers Project is this Thursday, so come check that out. $5 Bug Theater. I've said it a million times, and I will continue to do so. But you guys won't fucking show up ever.
1: Hey, you know what? I show up more than he does. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. When the last time you went, uh, like two years ago? Yeah, probably. Well,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Tuesdays I work until five. What times it start at? Thursdays. Thursdays. <laughs> well, my wife works. I like, can I bring my
1: kid? Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's that, gonna, he's gonna be chasing after you though, Brad.
3: You don't have to. He has a good excuse. He's a cop, and he has like really important shit to do. You're just like a leech on society. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Who told you about me?
1: <laughs> You'd be reading secrets? No. Uh,
3: no one has to tell me you're notorious for being a leech. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's true. I don't have a car, so it I gets need arrived. friends. Aww. Aww. <laughs>
3: um, so, yeah, Emerging film Project. Uh, the drive-in uh, has changed it up. Ninjago's going away. No. I missed it. so Guess you
0: can't see a movie with Lloyd in it.
3: I can't. I mean, I could just go to, like, a dollar theater, but... Um, <laughs>
1: But what uh, are they getting in
3: instead? They are putting in... Um, I've drawn a blank all of a sudden. It? It's the end. Un- the only thing that's changed is the first one. So Blade Runner and It are the closers still, but something new...
0: My Little Pony?
3: Not My Little Pony. It's uh like a... Um, it's, it's not a kid's thing. What is it? It's not the foreigner. <laughs>
1: Yes, The Foreigner. God that's damn it. i got to look it up. Oh,
0: Brad. Brad, Brad, Brad. Forget
3: it. Uh, at the Esquire, uh, this week is Halloween, and I might actually go see it because I've never seen Halloween.
1: You, so would you be going tomorrow night then? Sure. Then I'll go with you.
3: Uh, maybe I'm going Saturday. <laughs> 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 oh, that's tomorrow night. Just kidding. I can only go tomorrow night. Actually, we could go, we could actually go tonight if I didn't have to do that stupid assignment.
1: Well, then let's just do it tomorrow night after after work. We'll okay. And then I'll pay for for your ticket. That's fine.
3: Yeah, sure. He said that before. You know
1: why? Because your first Halloween experience should be a free one. Ooh. You know?
3: Should it? Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll charge you for the anal
3: later. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, and then uh, next week, well, I guess people aren't even going to hear it this week, so Halloween doesn't matter to them. Uh, Next week is the Rawhead Rex showing, so. Yeah. And I'll go see that, too, because that looks interesting to me. All right. Come on, drive in. You're almost there. So close. (laughs) Is it pulling up? Wait,
0: I'm gonna take my Delta 88 to the drive-in. Yeah, <laughs> that's the car Ash drives in Army of Darkness, <laughs> and Evil Dead too, and Evil Dead. Someday we just need to. Alter it's the car that Uncle Ben drives in Spider-Man movies. Did you know it's in every Sam Raimi movie? It's also in The Quick and the Dead. It's the axles on the wagon.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah.
3: <laughs> American-made. American-made oh. is the. Oh, that's actually a cool lineup.
1: So they're trying to isolate all the children. No, I
3: think just in the fall uh, months, they just have less kid that's attendance. That's a pretty, pretty sweet lineup. Yeah. American made Blade Runner 2049. I recommend it. all those movies. Yeah. And that's what's going on around hey Brad, town. Brad, how'd
0: your uh, film festival go? Uh,
3: it seemed like the 14 people that were there enjoyed it. Nice. <laughs> My parents actually went. That was interesting.
0: Yeah, what would your parents think?
3: Uh, my mom said she likes seeing her name in the credits. <laughs> my they actually showed up when my dad like appears in episode two of nice. the pod show, um, like literally as he's walking up the sidewalk. Like <laughs> they came through the doors, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." Yeah, synergy right there.
1: Life imitates art. Yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, it, what it, uh, it wasn't terribly in depth. It really just talked about.
0: Did you get asked any questions that stuck with you? Like, hmm, good point. No.
3: Nah. Nothing like really like that like broke down my like, did someone how say I that I how
0: great I was in the short size and probably I mean
3: I mean I, I I had to stop taking that question I thought so yeah <laughs> otherwise we would be a lot night.
0: like the uh, you know Mortal Combat <laughs> panel we went to where they kept on asking if they're going to fight Street Fighter next
3: yeah there's like, is Ryan going to appear in the next uh, Star Wars movie? <laughs> no, unfortunately. Yeah. Is Ryan going to appear in the next Marvel movie? No, sorry. <laughs> is Ryan going to appear in the next My Little Pony movie? No. <laughs> uh, and
1: he was really gunning for that role. <laughs> I know.
3: he's He's been campaigning f- since we started the podcast. Yeah. He,
1: uh, nothing. Uh, when we're off mic, Ryan talks about nothing but ponies. hmm So,
3: yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. I, I, I appreciated being in like the spotlight. Yeah, it's awesome. And although we showed so many of the films, I was like, God, even I'm tired of my own stuff. Because <laughs> we did uh, my demo reel, then catastrophe, and then t- the two episodes of Real Nerds, and which probably got the most laughs of anything, of obviously. Nice um, but then it was like both Thunderbolts, which got the most. What is going on?
0: You really have to know you, I think, to understand yeah. Thunderbolt.
3: So I was just watching all these strangers be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it ended with Diary of Anya Frank and Carter Gonzaro. Um And someone said, like, you can really see, like, your progression as a filmmaker.
2: Mm-hmm. Sorry.
3: Um. So, yeah, that, that was about the only comment. The other question was, there weren't a lot of questions asked. <laughs> it was just that comment. And then when's the 48-hour happening? So, hmm. yeah.
0: Well, congratulations, Brad. Yeah, you had a film thanks. festival just for you.
3: Yep, I will cherish it forever. Thanks, Ralph.
1: It's like it's like Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. This is Brad's like beginning of the film. Like, th- Brad's got to think about his entire life before he goes on stage.
3: <laughs> yeah, yep. I did. <laughs> um, and I was super sick, too, so that was great. Hmm. Uh, That's a bummer. But yeah, uh, thanks, Ralph. And the Peak Film Forum is every month, so um, I won't be every month, but they do spotlight or show well,
0: Usually, if, they, if they want actor, they want me to go up there and talk about me.
3: I'll let them know. Yeah. It what? just
0: can't be Tuesdays are hard because I get off <laughs> at 5. It's Wednesdays. Or Wednesdays, I get off at 5, too. Oh. So getting there in an hour is hard.
3: All right, so. Cool.
0: This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Cult of Chucky. Brad, should people see Cult of Chucky?
3: You know, uh, if you're a Chucky fan, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, if you're not a Chucky fan, this movie's not going to, like, make you one. Um so I haven't seen any of them in years, so it's it feels just kind of like a brand new experience to me, um, and it's very straight to DVD worthy, I guess. Um, yeah, and not enough not enough kills for me. Um, very white, very white and sterile mm-hmm. production design. Uh, not a lot purpose, of variety, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think because the blood looks great against the white
3: yep really clean. I like my horror movies a little like grittier mm. so a little too much polish
1: <laughs> Zach um so i having been chuckified this week um this this is it's good I mean, I think it's a good follow up to curse of Chucky, which <coughs> as I said before is a really solid film um I agree with Brad it's a little bright like it it's a little too white for me in a weird way like uh, like it's just it's very bright like i wouldn't say it's direct to dvd bad i think it could have been in theatrical and been fine um i think that but i think that chucky's very comfortable in this area and it's a less cost risk for universal to do that theatrically or to do it this way so uh doruf's great uh fiona doruf uh, who was in Curse of Chucky as well Is really good in the film um, And I think Mancini Is a I think he's a great writer um, in, Within the respect of his own universe And as a director I think he kind of Improves visually with each film in his own way So yeah I'd, I'd see it Especially if you um, Saw Curse of Chucky you'll want to see how Everything plays out with this one So,
3: Nothing's too white for Zach He loves the power of the white <laughs>
1: Damn it, Brad.
0: <laughs> uh, actually I think this movie is really fun I think I You do have to kind of be a Chucky fan Because there is a lot of um, There's a lot of references Franchise weight to this movie I mean they try to do a little exposition Throughout it but um, To me What makes it uh, highly recommended Is I think it's fun I like when horror movies are fun and um,
3: well, That's the only part I really liked about it Was every time Chucky's on screen And you saw on screen like three times at once. So So I was like, "Whoa, spoilers!" (laughs) That's the cult. (laughs) Like that's the parts I enjoyed. Everything else was just like, uh,
0: "Yeah, it was fun." So uh, get to Chucky. Here's a trailer for Cult of Chucky.
2: I was six. My babysitter was murdered, and they never caught him. Justice was done.
1: Wanna play?
2: her real chucky never was that's right he was a fantasy a delusion are you feeling better now i don't blame you for being afraid i was very ill chucky told me he's coming for you it's important that we all explore it together as a group i think i have something that will help whoa hi i'm chucky you wanna play First, he'll kill each and every one of you in the most horrible ways you can imagine, and then he'll kill me too. Come to me. Are you afraid of the truth? Terrified. You should be too.
1: And they call me sick. Wait a minute, there's two of them.
2: A true classic never goes out of style.
1: Yeah, I I had the theory that the cult thing was like, they're going to find a way to put multiple dolls in this, aren't they? Yeah, Is that not
3: something that's been done before? No,
0: it's funny you say that. I was watching the making of it, and Don Mancini says, you know, I never did a movie where he actually possessed somebody. I've never done a movie. He always gets about to, and then something happens. So he came up with the idea of like... Because at the end of Curse of Chucky, they kind of hint at it, where... Which, by the way, I think's also brilliant, is it is Jennifer Tilly, mm-hmm. who's been possessed by his girlfriend. Um, so when they're like, you look just like Jennifer Tilly, it really is Jennifer Tilly. So when, Which connects back to Seed of Chucky. So that's the connection to Seed of Chucky. Um, but yeah, so it's fun. So at, at the end of Curse, uh, the Chucky doll shows up at Andy's house. And that's not the Chucky doll that terrorized... Uh, nika's family mm-hmm. so they kind of set this up before and they kind of let it play out where tiffany is sending these chucky dolls all over people that have been connected with charles lee ray and he's continuing his reign of terror as mm-hmm. chucky and that's there's multiple chucky dolls um and this movie kind of slowly builds toward that so it is a slow get to the point um but i think it works in its benefit because i think the reveal is you start to catch up to that there's more than one chucky but to see them all at once is pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the best scene in the movie when all three of them are there. Yeah. Uh,
1: like, when they're, like, no, I want to kill Andy. No, I want to kill Andy. Guys, look what I've been through. Oh, he's got a good point. Yeah, oh, well, because yeah. his hair's has changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you got this. Go get him, Slugger.
0: <laughs> but you're right. I, I, there is an energy to Chucky when he comes on screen, and I think that's a testament to the actor who plays Chucky. Uh, I love that uh, the Chuckies in here are all practical, you know, and uh, watching the making of them, it takes seven or eight guys to
3: m- operate them. So there's no CGI at all? No. Wow.
0: So if you watch the making of, so there's dudes in green suits that have, like, sticks that walk behind them. Uh, okay. And then there's, uh, like, two or three guys that have the remote. So one guy does, like, the eyes. The other guy does the mouth. And what they did is they took uh, Brad Dourif's voice, and he recorded all his dialogue ahead of time. And so when they were on screen, the guy would have to match the mouth moving while they were filming, uh, which is an interesting way of filming, too, because in case a scene doesn't work or...
1: Probably so saves time, though, in the long run. Oh, yeah.
0: So, I mean... And so he's connected to a computer, too, that mimics... It's really crazy. So, yeah, if you want to... It's a really short making of, but it deals with the art of the making of the Chucky dolls. It's pretty cool. hmm um, but yeah, I mean the movie I think is really fun. You know, it's uh, it's fun watching with people. There's a part in it where like, there's a graveyard right outside the window of this mental facility. Yeah,
1: because why not?
3: <laughs> yeah, slash prison. Yeah,
0: and there's probably a slash bakery moment where this lady who thinks Chucky's her baby like switches shoulders and he looks at the camera and then flips you off. And it's fun watching that stuff with the and other people because you think it's funny when
1: everybody else laughs and
0: thinks it's funny. It's great.
1: Um, t- two funniest moments in the film for me for, uh, I'll do the Chucky one first is um, he's walking down the hall and it's the first time we've really seen him do anything in the movie outside of uh, Andy stabbing the severed head um, is uh, she's, he, she's talking to the schizophrenic old lady and the old lady's bugging her and he just gets so pissed off that he's like, all right, lady, when i'm when I'm through you're next <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> but the other funny moment is uh so uh, fiona Doro uh character Nika um gets put into minimum security and she meets this um strange uh young man named Malcolm uh she offers him a stick of gum. And the next scene cuts to them fucking <laughs> in the stairway.
3: Didn't they say like when she was getting shock therapy that she can't feel anything below the waist?
0: Yeah, so doesn't she's, mean she's not a woman.
1: <laughs> Only a woman is can touch me, Just saying she can't Only feel it, so, so she must be faking it. Can touch me just? I just, right I, way. I just thought it was a weird yeah. cut. Yeah. To cut from want to stick a gum to penis and vagina. Okay. <laughs> I guess this is where we're She's going. She's been
0: locked up for a long
1: time. I, well, and then we She's find She's got needs. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what we find out later is that her doctor was. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> Holy shit! I thought I was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like the doctor? I don't know whether to kill him or take notes. Seven? <laughs> yeah, pretty
0: much. Yeah. Dr. Cruz.
1: Ugh. He looked like either fancy John Stewart or. What was, uh, no,
3: he looks like Andrew Lincoln plus Robert England. <laughs> he does.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I also got a young Victor Garber vibe. <laughs> um but yeah, so um it's fun. Yeah, um, I mean the deaths
0: are pretty brutal in it. Oh he,
3: The few that there are, yeah. yeah.
0: Where he slices that one He was like, "Do you see his intestines steam?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Lin- yeah, there's there's an orderly that looks like a uh, Hamilton guy and he gets he gets the I think he gets the worst death cuz he's got three chuckies going at him at once. One's drilling him in the knee. I don't know.
0: Is it worse than the Chucky pulling that chick's, like...
3: I don't know what, like, pull the top insides of her spine? Out, okay, man, yeah. Okay,
1: maybe the most... Ex- Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda copy gets the most extravagant death.
3: <laughs> but what the fuck? He, like, can't, like, get up and run away? Well, like, why does he just fall on the ground? My, like, oh, I can't move. If you, if He's you too listen, listen, from ex- there's
0: <laughs> there's actually a moment uh, before that where Chucky says, you know what my favorite part is? Is when they look like, oh, my God, I'm about to be killed by a children's toy. <laughs> and there is a quick cut of him <laughs> looking like, oh, my God. i about to be killed by a children's <laughs> to toy. Children's toy. <laughs> and also, uh, there is another, I mean, this is the second time I've watched it, so I caught these little, like, Easter eggs throughout it. That one chick uh, where Chucky takes, compressed air, what do you think that means? And, you know, the windows chop her head off. She says about 20 minutes before, I was like, I'm afraid I'm going to get my head fucking chopped off.
1: I like, go. Oh, mm.
3: I wish she'd taken that compressed air and like put it in her IV though, because like, that, that would be, be <laughs> like really creative.
1: <laughs> um she Gen- your
3: wife. How would really happen?
1: <laughs> Jennifer Tilly's back. Did the the ending seem a little abrupt to you, or is it just me? No, it's, it's kind of like be- Chucky One. Okay.
0: I think they just were building towards. I mean, obviously the next one is going to be.
1: I don't know. I hope it's what Don Mancini says it is. Clan of is, Chucky. No. <laughs> They've talked about Chucky in space, and I want that.
0: <laughs> no, I'd rather... I mean, I think it's interesting to have Nika... Con, well, so, spoilers, she gets possessed by Charles Lee Ray, and so she leaves walking. And so I, think, I don't know what they're going to do with it, because I think people will demand the Chucky doll be in it. So I don't know how he's going to get back into a Chucky doll. I guess he's still around, because the one with one arm is
1: still around. Mancini's clever enough to figure it out. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they also leave Andy Barclay's uh, yeah, left in the asylum. Yeah, story's fucking
3: weak. Like, what was his his plan?
0: Well, he wanted to get there because he knew that uh, he figured out that Chucky was switching, putting him in more than one. So he's hoping that he would be put him into the one doll that attacked him.
3: But he still has to go with the other doll. Cause That's what he was gonna do yeah.
1: until Fiona Dorf closed the door on yep. him.
3: <laughs> still, like, my plan is to get like stuck in a in a room, and then maybe I'll get out. I don't think that was his initial
1: plan,
0: but he got put in there because he's no an idiot. To get in, yeah. He's a fucking idiot, pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get a great, te- we get a teaser or a post-credit teaser for what may come next in the form of the stepsister from Part Two, who's come to torture the Chucky head. Which did we explain the Chucky head? From the beginning of the movie?
0: I guess we did So at the end of Curse of Chucky, the post credit scene there is uh Chucky shows up at uh oh, Alex Barkley's house and uh he shoots it and so he appears in this one and he has a severed Chucky head like nailed to a two by four or something that it's
1: crudely constructed Yeah,
0: that is all fucked up. I think so yeah, so he has that
1: one and when he when he can't get, when he can't get laid he takes that head out and starts torturing it
3: why does he save the head like because that other one he he kicked it in
1: because I, I think he's trying to prove that Chucky's alive not only that but he's also just like he's he spent enough time in terror I imagine it's like the reverse thing like well the tables have turned now I'm gonna torture you for a couple of years see how you like it
3: <laughs> yeah seems stupid yeah, again if you want to get rid of it you kill that thing
1: yeah well if he kills it he knows there's other ones so it doesn't really matter as we've learned from the voodoo of the Chucky movies, I don't think this thing's going away soon. <laughs>
3: Sounds like he needs to fight voodoo. 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 Voodoo.
0: Voodoo. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, I
0: think you should go see it. I had fun. I think it's a fun movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if this was the unrated cut, I want to know what they cut for the rated cut. <laughs> well, like
0: I said, it's I think it's like two seconds shorter. Okay. And I literally think it's just guts and blood because they put it. I think it's on AMC this month too, so they have to cut it somewhere. Because AMC is pretty lenient now. So yeah. See fun. Chucky. What are we seeing next week? I don't know. Snowman? <laughs> I'd see it. Um I'm a Michael Fassbender fan.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or is this one where we're doing a film explosion? <laughs> um we have Geostorm. Uh, Only the Brave. Eh. Same kind of different as me. Huh? The Snowman. Yeah. A Medea Halloween 2. Uh, in one theater, Dealt. In 10 theaters, Let Her Out. And in limited
1: release, Wonderstruck. Wonderstruck. Sounds familiar, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Maybe we should just do the film explosion and get it over with. <laughs> I don't
0: know. What do you think, Brad?
3: Uh, I think we do probably need to get a film explosion done. So,
0: 2007?
3: Yeah. But we if James can't do it, we we shouldn't do it.
0: Can he not do it?
3: I don't know. I don't know what the right. schedule is.
0: Alright, we'll see. It'll be a film explosion or something. As always. Yep. We will figure it out.
3: We can always I guess maybe do the foreigner since we didn't do it this week.
0: Yep. We'll so, yeah, figure something we'll out. We'll figure it out. Thanks for listening. Happy Friday the thirteenth.
3: Michael. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Bye, girl. laughs> Goddamn you.
0: <laughs> Real Nerds Podcast is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. The Real Nerds would like to thank the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now open in Sloan's Lake. We also would like to thank Colorado Coins, Cards & Comics, especially Andrew. Our music has been brought to you by Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios. And of course, thanks to James's mother, our most loyal listener. Have a nice day real nerds podcast is a partner of denver podcast network in the shadow of the mountain we speak